Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and no idea what episode number this is. Uh, I think this is episode number 24. Uh, I'll have to check that one out. Um, Please excuse me if that's wrong. Um, So today I'm going to be talking to Rich. Uh, The main point of our conversation initially was to talk about wrestling and WWE SummerSlam and some of the stuff that's come out recently with the draft. Uh, And we've also kind of ended up talking quite a lot about Suicide Squad um, and some of the Marvel DC films. So a slightly different episode today where we've just talked through um, some of the things that we're interested in, some of the stuff that's going on within uh, the, I guess, popular culture that we're following. So thank you very much for downloading the episode. Now that you've seen how long it is, I think it's probably around two hours, um, and you know that we're not really talking specifically on this episode about mental health, um, I hope you choose to listen into our conversation uh, and play it along while you're travelling to or from work or maybe doing some stuff at home. As I say, it's quite a long episode, so thank you very much for downloading. Hopefully you've done that over Wi-Fi, that would be very wise. Um, Obviously, if you're hearing me say this, it might be too late if you have already done it on your network. Thanks very much for listening in. If you are interested in coming onto the podcast in the future to talk about just general topics like myself and Rich today or on the more specific topic of mental health, please do get in contact through Twitter, Facebook or through the website. All of these details can be found um, through the different networking sites. I'll also try and throw some stuff in the description as well. So thanks very much for listening. And please do remember if you've got any queries or concerns, Twitter is the best place to contact me. So Thanks very much for listening, and I'm going to drop you straight into my conversation with Rich, where I think we start off with the conversation around the recent release of DC's Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. Oh, man, I wanted it to be so good. So did I. (laughs) And I don't know, I just, it's difficult because once you've seen it and you read stuff online you try not to let it affect your view and i feel like because my view is fairly similar to the stuff i read yeah i'm the same and i'm like oh i wanted it to be really good i uh, i felt like it just fell into the old um like all of the marvel stuff the way that i like that is that they built them up independently and it's yep. grown and yep. i get that because marvel have done it first dc had essentially trying to copy that formula so they're They're, trying to do it quicker they're always going to be playing catch-up aren't they but for me that's where the problem is is they if they oh it's the comparison that you want to be on the same level that's like um say you've been say you've been on twitter for the last 10 years and i start today and then I think, right, in a month's time, I want to have the same number of followers. Like, it's just yeah, unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think they should have thought, what we want to do is we want to build up to that and have like more of the... I don't mind... Like, I like it when one appears in another's film, but not when they're, like, a key part... Like, Batman versus Superman, there's, like, a couple of little bits at the start of that film that would have been really good in, like... a in either a Batman or a Superman film. Yeah. Leading into that. Um, and then in the midst of that film, you've got the introduction of, um, like, Wonder Woman, Flash. Yeah, like um, Flash Aquaman. Out of, like, in, like, a dream sequence, wasn't yeah. it? It was just... And then all of a sudden we've got this other film, which is full of characters that haven't appeared in anything else. Some um, of them were done so poorly as well. I just... Well, for me, there's just so many things. Like, all the build-up as well was about Joker, who 
I know they've cut scenes, but you know what you're going to cut. So why is he so heavily involved in the adverts? Yeah. He's not really in the film. Yeah. And I felt at the end of it, like I've basically come away having watched a film about Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Yeah, I felt exactly the same. Um, Uh, Well, see, to be fair, I loved Enchantress. Oh, I did. I Why did. Why is she doing the weird dancey thing? Uh, the, the bit I love. <laughs> yeah. The bit stopped after we discovered who she was. Oh. Like, I loved it when she opened the thing and became Enchantress and then we, like, first kind of saw it. Yeah. But then as soon as she got her brother's power and they suddenly just, like, made them stereotypical Egyptian gods and it was like, yeah. why are you doing that? That's, like, so, that's just so boring. I think the worst. For, I think the worst thing of everything was that it's meant to be a film about villains. Yeah, and they were and like doing the hero thing. Yeah, yeah. Like if DC have got any chance, they can't try and hit the comedy, kiddie friendly Marvel zone. Oh, they've they've yeah. got they've got. A, be DC, which has always been dark, gritty, violent, punishing. I think I got my hopes up as well because I'd heard some of the scenes had been reshot after Deadpool. Yeah. Because they wanted to be a bit more edgy. Well, it seems like they wanted to go a bit more for like funny rather than. Yeah, they said after the reviews from uh, Batman Superman that there wasn't enough humour. And yeah. after um, Avengers um, Civil War, after oh, that I've not came seen out, Civil War. Don't give me any spoilers. I, well, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers, but obviously it's got really good comedy moments in it because it's Marvel and they do that yeah. really well. Um, and they responded to that as well and said, oh, look, that's got comedy moments. Let's try and do the same. Yeah. And, like, my favourite scenes from the film, I thought Amanda Waller was yeah. crap. I didn't like her character at all. I thought they just made her some egotistical, arrogant, uh, like matriarchal character out of nothing that yeah. we have like no reason to believe why she's like that. Yeah, see, I I didn't mind her. The only thing I I feel like I liked her more because to me she was really the only baddie in the film. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but I would have quite liked her in the Oh, in like a Nick Fury role. Um, so you know where he appears in some of the other films prior to yeah, Avengers? Yeah, 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 She should have appeared in some other films prior to this. And See, it literally, the in, the, of, in the background would have been enough. Yeah, that's the problem of bundling it all in one film from nothing. Yeah, because well, you've started off with, and I don't know what the plan was, but you've started off with Man of Steel, which is essentially meant to be a reset. So you've yeah. got Superman, then you've got Superman Batman, so essentially it's Superman 2, I guess. Even though they've just announced that they're making Man of Steel 2. Yeah, <laughs> um, but then, like, even that, like, I'll go back to Man of Steel, like, I I quite like the film because it was one of the films I took to Australia, so I've watched it a few times because I right, had okay. about three films and that was one of them. I See, I love Man of Steel. I think it, as a standalone <sighs> Superman film, it's really good. Yeah, see, I had a, my issues with it where I felt like there was quite clearly two separate films mashed into one. Right, okay. Um, for me, the the story of 
film number one, the way that they started to tell it could have been really good. And that could have been, I loved like the bit at the beginning with, Oh, what's his face playing his dad? Oh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. No, not Kevin Costner. Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah. And like seeing some of his homeland, but the first film should have been about him discovering that he is Superman. Yeah. And then the second film should be about Zod coming and trying to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just, I didn't like that the end of the film isn't him like, you know that bit when he walks out of the ice cage or whatever in his Superman suit after about half an hour? Yeah, and he flies for like the first proper time. That should be the end of the film. And then the bit that I get at the end of the film is, oh, he decides to be Clark Kent, who he kind of, that's who he is, like at the start of the film. So all you've got out of it is you're basically kind of back at the beginning, I felt. It was just a bit... Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Like, like with Suicide Squad, though, my favourite scenes, like, whether you like Jared Leto as Joker or not, I thought it was okay. I thought you can't hold him to the standard of Heath Ledger because that kind of Joker is just worlds apart, in my yeah. opinion, from anything like... There's a reason he killed himself for that role. Do you know what I mean? Like, he went so dark I and think so I, deep. I I get, like, you're going to have elements of, like, a, a previous Joker in each Joker, and I get that. Um, but I just felt like it went off on a bit of a spiral. And again, I think it's because too much is thrown in. Yeah. Well, you just didn't get a, a premise of... why he's like that yeah and it was a bit too like the crazy laughing felt like it was to feel the fact there wasn't any dialogue or acting like it was yeah yeah yeah. it was just like oh yeah this is joker because he has this laugh yeah because my two favorite scenes aside from his laugh which would have made sense if we knew why he did that yeah but my two favorite scenes from the entire film were both with the Joker. Um, the first scene is when he's looking for Harley and he's in that hotel room and he's got all of those knives and stuff around him. I oh, thought, yeah, where it zooms uh, out and it's yeah, got the yeah. baby stuff in the corner. I thought that was an, an amazing scene, visually. Yeah. Yep. And then my second scene was him and Harley Quinn when he said, would you die for me? No, 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 wait. Would you live for me? Yeah. I thought that was a great scene. Yes, yeah, like, I liked that and that was quite a nice... It, it's that crossover of trying to cram in too much with yeah. the idea of like flashbacks when they don't kind of fit into the way that you're trying to film it. Yeah, it's just like, oh, quick, here's this is why she's like she is. This happened. And, yeah, and let's, let's move on. I feel like there was a really cool. I feel like they were trying to tell us enough to not give us a film or to have a film that starts like after all of that has happened yeah yeah. whereas the idea of like her being a doctor um and kind of working with him and then kind of being attracted to him and then him kind of starting to control her is a really cool story to tell and they're both main character roles so there's, there's no reason why you couldn't have a film with just those two as the lead and it would have been awesome having a film like that because Batman would easily be able to be part of that film as well. Yeah. Because... The way it's told, or the way I felt like they were telling it, you can have, like, Batman drop in and out of it, but you don't even need to have him in it fully. If it starts off with Joker already in 
Arkham. Um, Arkham, then you don't necessarily need him to be heavily involved in that film. Yeah, exactly. He could just be there, like in snippets of like flashbacks of when Joker's telling Harley about stuff and Batman's there fighting him. And yeah, because I think in my mind, and I, I don't know if I've got timelines or whatever uh, all over the place, but the Batman that they're creating now is set as like a futuristic Batman to the one from the, the trilogy that we saw. That's uh, kind of how I view it, but I don't know if I'm meant to view it like that. What, from Nolan's Batman? Yeah, because that finishes with him going off um, and living in France or wherever he goes. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of get the impression from the Ben Affleck character is that he did kind of stop and then he's come back and he's older and a bit darker. Um, it's. I don't think it has anything to do with the other Batman film. Yes, yeah, I don't think it's meant to, but I feel like it kind of... The way the storyline goes, it could... I can see what you mean, but... To fill in, to give a bit more of a backstory. They've definitely heavily relied on Frank Miller's graphic novel, um, The Dark Knight, um, and The Dark Knight Returns, um, because that's what Batman is in those graphic novels. Mm. He's like 40-odd, fed up of being Batman, and he just doesn't care anymore. He's not about, like having to like save everyone he just doesn't care he's at that point now where it's like i will kill people or i will really hurt people it's not like i'm just gonna knock them out anymore so i think i I feel like i've seen maybe it's like a youtube clip or something but isn't there's been reference to and i'm sure it's a scene from the trilogy but i don't know which one i guess the last one where there's like a there's a batman i think it's a batman suit with something spray painted on it in reference to like Robin being killed, and that's meant to have been like Joker and Harley. Yeah, that's in um, Batman v Superman. Um, oh, okay, okay. So that does make sense because it's in the right. Yeah, it's in, it's the, in right... the right bit of the film. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not in because even though the Nolan trilogy is DC, it was it wasn't Warner Brothers. Yeah, it, so it doesn't it was, sit within. Yeah, it's the not in the same timeline or universe. Yeah, yeah. it's a standalone because <laughs> no other superheroes exist, do they? It's no. just Batman. I loved watching. Um, I watched like a timeline YouTube video. Okay. That it was about um, whichever one's got X Men or meant um, to have X Men. That's Marvel. the other. Yeah, and they were saying right, this is your timeline. Um, and then, but in one of the X-Men films, they go back and then that changes the timeline. So this is the new timeline. Um, so it's not clear if the stuff that has happened further on in the timeline on the previous, and I'm like, geez, this is complicated. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so frustrating when you've got like X, it's only Marvel really, because DC now are just going to change it all and start afresh. But it's annoying because... Marvel, you've got Spider-Man now, which is finally being made for the Marvel universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But then you've got the X-Men films that you've got part of them are slowly being introduced into Marvel now with like Deadpool and stuff. But then they're owned by different publishing companies. Yeah. And it's like that makes no sense because their timelines would be so thrown out of whack if they were in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I think they've got their own thing going on really like and for me like deadpool because deadpool's in one of the wolverine films isn't he but it's a, like almost a completely different character oh yeah it's it's not even who deadpool is like in the 
it's I think it's X Men Origins. It's a Wolverine one. I know that because I yeah I haven't watched it. I I've think just it's X Men Origins, but like Deadpool's the Merc with the mouth. He swears and he's like charming and like funny and stuff. Yeah. And in this one, he can't speak because his mouth's sewn up. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I've seen him with his mouth sewn up, but he's got a normal face apart from Yeah, and it's just, it's a load of crap. Yeah. Um, It's just, oh, DC should just say to themselves, right, it's going to take a while for us to get to the level that Marvel have got, but they've been doing it for like eight years now like Iron Man 2008 was the start of it and it's like we should just do our own thing we should just start from scratch let's not try and make a Justice League film in the next five years let's aim for like seven years away let's make the Flash let's make the Batman film let's make a Superman let's make a film for all of them I think that's my thought is that I think at the moment you're kind of getting to the stage where I don't know, maybe it's just me, but, like, the superhero film genre is just kind of getting towards the end of, like, being mainstream interest. Yeah. Because there's so many films now. Um, Whereas if you make individual films, people go, like, actually, I really like Flash, so I'll go and see Flash. Yeah. Or I really like that, so I'll go and see that. And then if they want to follow the story up, they'll go and see the others. (laughs) Whereas if you start throwing them all together, it's quite easy to go, wow, yeah, I really like The Flash, but... It's not really a flash film, is it? It's just yeah. flashing with like five other people. So, uh, and it's like, it's like it's the Spider-Man films. Like, I'm quite happy they reset it. I don't, I'm not bothered. I watched the first three films with Tobey Maguire. I I quite liked them. Yeah, they I, are. I, I, I the last like one, the last one was a bit mental. Yeah. Um, but I refused to watch. So I, in my mind, I've watched the Spider-Man films, but I refused to watch. The amazing Spider-Man films because yeah. to me, <coughs> excuse me, film one and two, I've pretty much watched that already. It's the same story as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Especially the first one. I think the first one's almost exactly the same. Um, so it's like I'm not watching those, even if I can watch it through some sort of streaming thing. I'm like, because I've watched those already. Um, so I was quite happy that they've reset it and basically write off those three films as a yeah. crap. It's so different because it's stuck to the comics now of being yeah. young, like a young kid and this is the first one where he's got doesn't he have like equipment that sprays the yeah it's not like a genetic spider bite that's yeah. changed his dna it's like he's a genius and he's built these devices that let him shoot webs and tony stark's helping him out and which fits in a bit more with a type of universe they're creating i guess yeah they're trying to make it as realistic as possible aren't they it's not yeah apart like, from thor <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But in terms of the humans that have superpowers, it's... Yeah. And even, like, with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, because this is the thing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, it's just so huge, because... I th- And it's getting to that stage as well, where they've done a bit of a... I guess it's not quite a Star Wars thing, of telling... Um, I guess it's not that you're jumping around in the timeline, but they've told something that's... Initially, with things like um, Iron Man, um, it's set as quite a realistic current day story. Yeah, like Iron Man 2008 yeah. was like Iraq, wasn't it, basically? Yeah. It was like you all could, of that business. You could see that being like, I say real, but you can see that fitting within like the current... Yeah, yeah, the current climate of the Earth. Yeah, and then you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, which is way out there. 
And at some stage now, they're going to have to conjoin those two sort of timelines. Um, they're not timelines, but those two sort of worlds. Yeah, well, they're coming together for Infinity War, aren't they? Yeah, so it's interesting to see how that comes together. And again, having not seen um, Civil War, um, but I quite liked the idea of at the last Avengers film with um, Hulk going off, and you're like, ah, oh, that in my mind, that starts to set up to the idea of stuff in space. Which happens in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so it starts to tie that together, and it's that kind of like, even that, That's to me, that's on the edge of being subtle. It's a little bit more laid out, but yeah. that kind of lays into like the next story, whether it's a team film or an individual one, that I think DC are missing out on because they're rushing so much yeah. to get to... That's like, oh, we're not going to have Hulk go off on a plane at the end of this film. It's like, he goes off. Where does he go? He's on this planet and does this, and he interacts with that other person, and then they come back. And you're like, and how much of that do you want to like, throw in together? Yeah. I think, like, because it's not a spoiler at all, uh, like, Hulk isn't in Civil War at all. Yeah. Like, there's no mention of him or anything. Yeah, because um, in my mind, his character path isn't part of what's going on there well had he been there it would have been but obviously they want to just like leave him out and yeah set up what you've just said yeah but like that's the kind Planet of Hulk! oh come on that but from marvel and kevin feige that's like such a bold decision to leave one of the original iconic marvel characters completely out of a film yeah because you know that in the next one and then in the next five years possibly there is going to be a film dedicated to him that will hopefully live up to people's expectations of the whole see i think that's um of all of the the marvel films the hulk films have been the most disappointing yeah i remember watching both of them are average. I think is there two or three? There's two. You've got the, you've got the, the, the first one was I think just called Hulk. Yep. Uh, and that was with Eric Banner in 2003. Yeah, that, I think that's the one I've seen because I've that's, not seen the one with um, Edward Norton. Ah, oh, that's really good. Yeah, see, I've not seen that one. I've seen the other one. Yeah, that's with not really the weird good. wolves and stuff. Yeah, that's it's where like his dad is like trying to like create. <laughs> himself to be the hulk and uh, yeah see i i think i've watched that properly once but attempted to two or three times yeah it's not the best and it's just i liked awful. it when i was 11 years old because it was incredible because i couldn't look at it from any other perspective yeah. other than oh my god that's the hulk it looks so really is cool the other, and... is the other film a lot better yeah oh yeah okay maybe i'll have to it have makes it makes more sense in a realistic world because they've kept that film as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they've just changed the actor. Okay. Because they, in like one of the earlier films, I can't remember which one, they reference what happened to him back then. Oh, uh, okay. In that film. Basically, it's without spoiling it because it isn't, it's like a super soldier serum. Okay. So it's kind of similar to like a Captain America sort of story. Yeah. So. He he has the accident with the gamma radiation that makes him who he is. Yeah. And then 
uh, I can't think of the girl that he loves. What's her name? Um, oh, my God. And he's my favourite fucking superhero as well. Um, anyway, the girl that he always is in love with, the general's daughter. Yeah, I was going to go colonel's daughter, but yeah. General's or colonel, daughter. colonel, whichever, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, the army guy's daughter. The army guy's daughter. Yeah. Uh, the army guy then tries to create this super soldier serum based yeah. off of Captain America's one. Yeah. And Hulk has to fight the byproduct of that. Right. And the guy who plays the the villain yeah. is uh, Tim Roth. Oh, okay. And he's really good in it. Because oh. I love Tim Roth as an actor anyway. I might actually bother to watch that if I see it pop up. On yeah, it, I mean, it's... Uh, Edward Norton's a great actor. I guy. quite like him, yeah. I, yeah. I do quite like him. He wouldn't be like a whoa, but yeah, he's quite good. Yeah. I think because he's not in a lot of stuff as well, that makes me like him more. Yeah, yeah, he's not like plastered on your screen all the time, yeah. is he? Um, and the colonel or army guy, he's good because he's in Civil War. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's a decent film. Definitely like a, a solid six and a half, seven out of ten. Well, okay. That's a lot better than, yeah. The other yeah, one. the other one's like a three. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. No. Um, so, shall we talk wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like we've skimmed over Suicide Squad, but that <laughs> well, yeah, like Suicide for me, it just felt like it could have been about nothing to do with DC. Yeah, if that made if that makes any sense, like were it not for the fact that they overtly made references to Batman, the Joker, Harley Quinn, yeah. like and and Superman and stuff. It could have just been like a military action film. Yeah, I just with with like something gone wrong and all that kind of stuff. It just didn't really. I didn't feel like I should like the fact that these are people that are doing stuff that I kind of dislike in like a wrestling link. In that they should be doing stuff that's really bad and get away with kind of humour around that. And I feel like the only thing that even slightly touched on that is when you had um, Harley, like, break the glass in that store. Yeah, and yeah. And, like, that's... And it's just all very well saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're criminals or whatever she says. I'm like, yeah, but that's the one and only bad thing they do in the whole film. Like like you said with that Amanda Waller, I can't remember the... Oh, Viola something, her name is in yeah. real life. Viola Davies, that's her name. Like, the worst thing in that film that happens, the most evil thing that happens in that film is towards the end where she shoots, like, the five people in the room. Oh, yes, yeah, see, I, I liked that. I'm that like, yeah, so yeah. did I. But that's, like, the work. That's the most evil thing that happens. Yeah. And she, she's not even I'm like, one you of the, be like... The, you should be in the squad. You're yeah, right. <laughs> You're... yeah. Like, every time she gets her phone out and she's like, do you want to mess with me? Yeah. It's like, I'll blow your head off. And it's like... <laughs> oh, I did... I think I saw something somewhere and they were like, how ridiculous is it that they keep on holding out this phone and saying, like, there's only one or two of them? Or, and they're like, it's a smartphone, so it's going to be on an app, so it doesn't really... Yeah, it doesn't matter if someone gets that. <laughs> like, Argh. just get the phone and throw it out the window, and then it's yeah. like, oh yeah, you can't kill us. We're going to kill you. Yeah. Oh, and that guy that like doesn't talk or the, the um, Mexican guy that's like has nothing to do with everybody, and then all of a sudden at the end he's like, you guys are my family. And I'm like, really? Oh, the fire guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When it was like, yeah, this is my second family, and I was just like, oh come on. This coming from the guy that was really emotional because he killed his family is just ready to accept. Yeah. These bunch of like ragamuffins that he's met for half an hour. <laughs> ragamuffins. 
Yeah, this ragtag bunch of munchkins. <laughs> yeah, just like, right, okay, yeah, why yeah. not? Go for it. Like a little fellowship of the ring, isn't it? Like they're all oh. going off on an adventure to Mordor to fight the baddies. It's just, yeah, I don't. Why didn't they? Why didn't they have a like? Why did it never cross their minds to like join up with the baddie or to somehow try and get? like the phone or whatever yeah like the amount of times that that phone was out from various different people and not one of them thought to just like knock it out of the person's hand or something do you know what i mean it's like yeah especially because enchantress had i think i'm right she had like the same implant as they did at the start of the film and i forget now but somehow she got hers out or deactivated it or whatever so why did it never cross their minds to, like, go and get her to deactivate theirs? Yeah. I mean, I can't even remember how she got rid of hers No, now. I can't. I really can't. I have no idea. I'm trying to think. Because she, like, fucked off and Amanda Waller stabbed her heart and then she took her brother's power. Yeah. And it's like... But hadn't she got rid of... She'd got rid of the mind bomb thingy before that. Oh, I don't even know how. I can't even, like, try and think how. I have no idea. (laughs) Fucking hell. It was just... I I felt like it probably wasn't a bad film. It's just because it sits with all the hype. Yeah. And there is that natural comparison that we have because we've already had marvel do so well. Yeah, I think... think... Someone's already shown you how to do it. Why are you doing it so much worse? I think DC's perennial problem is that they're trying to be like marvel yeah and in the comics and graphic novels and all of their animated history like they have never so been like darker yeah they've never been like marvel ever so why try now on the big yeah. screen like especially when you've seen maybe it's too close in time but you've seen how unsuccessful generally uh man of steel batman versus superman was and how successful deadpool was and kind of the difference there and actually like if you want to go for a little bit of comedy yeah that's fine but it has to be in with um a darker kind of story or you've got to go for a different sort of feel and that bit when they introduce the characters with like the um the pop art stuff and there was like all the text up on the screen. I'm like, but it was all gone so quick you couldn't read it all. And where's that? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, could, I couldn't think what you meant. Then, but yeah, where <laughs> like, all the animation comes up? Yeah. Like how many guns Rick Flag can use and yeah, stuff. But that appears at no other stage in the film, so it feels really weird because it just feels like a weird thing to have in. Yeah. But if you're going to bother to do that, at least leave it up long enough for me to read, if not all of it. How about most of it? Have it when the guy and was having the meeting with Amanda Waller in the restaurant. Have it in a file on paper so that yeah. you can read where he's like reading about what they do. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, and that's there's loads of other stuff in there, but I think we've covered. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just look at the Christopher Nolan trilogy and how dark that film was. Those films yeah. were. You just look at the Dark Knight, the second film. That is Batman mm. fighting himself essentially because it's the joker saying what's the point why do you do this you're yeah. just like me and it's and it's like that is a gritty batman film yeah especially and, i liked when they had the 
So the second one with the Joker where you've got the... He has to tune between saving his girlfriend and saving... Oh, no, I've mixed that one up with spider No, 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 that is. it's He has to choose Harvey Dent or yes, his girlfriend. but in my head I'd mixed it up with the Spider-Man one where it's his girlfriend and the boat of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay. the boat of people. No, the boat That's of people Batman. is Joker as well. Yeah, yeah, the boat of people is yeah. where he's got to kill Joker and save the people at the same time. Yeah. Oh, look, there's two brilliant things in the same film. Exactly. It's such a great film. I, I remember coming out of seeing that film from my local cinema when I was still like living here and stuff, because obviously it was like eight years ago now, or however long ago it was. Yeah. Um, and I remember coming out, with my, I just saw it with one friend. We went on a like really late night. It wasn't like the premiere or anything, so not a lot of people were there. We just couldn't stop talking about it. Like We were just so animated for about four hours after the film finished because it was that good. Yeah. I can't remember coming out of the cinema. And wanting to talk about film. <laughs> that much, yeah. yeah. Like I think maybe Star Wars recently. Yeah. And... Possibly Deadpool, um, because that was just hilarious. Mm. And that's it. I really can't think of another film where I've come out and been so enthralled by a film. I think I had the same with Star Wars, but for different reasons. So I went because my niece wanted to watch it. Right. No one wanted to go with her, so I went with her. And she's like seven, I think. Okay. But she really wanted to go and see Star Wars. So we went in and watched that and we came out and she was asking me all these questions because she hadn't quite understood who the people were because they're obviously older than the films that she's already watched. Yeah. And so we're trying to talk about who each person is, but I'm like, can you just wait until we've walked away because there's people waiting to go in and see the yeah. film. And you're like, who's that one that's died? <laughs> to be fair, I saw it on the second night it came out. We couldn't get tickets for the opening night. Yeah. Um, and I know it's bad. And I deleted the Facebook status 10 minutes after I wrote it because I was getting so much hate for it. Um, I came out and put, I guess, Chewbacca's riding solo. (laughs) I got so much hate for it. It was unreal. I remember seeing something online. I think some guy put like a sign in his car and left. Yes, 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 yes. Driving around with it in his car. It was like Han Solo's dead or something, wasn't it? On the back of his bumper, like on his bumper. Because you feel like some people are wary, like like we were with the wrestling the other day. You're sort of wary sometimes about what's online. Yeah. But you're not when you're like out and about in the street. (laughs) Yeah, like when you're on Twitter, you know, or Facebook, you kind of know what to avoid. Watch out for the spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Like walking down the street and it's like someone shouting at you, Han Solo dies. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Right, wrestling. Wrestling. Before we get on to proper like podcasting and stuff yeah um have you got an idea of what you'd like to talk about and have you caught up on what's happened in the last couple of days with the um, Miz, the mrs promo oh yeah i've yeah I've Seth, seen, have you seen the seth rollins thing i've seen um, i've seen highlights i've not i don't watch full show no, 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 I haven't, but, like, there was a thing, there's an article out today about Seth Rollins and he's coming under a lot of fire for people getting injured when they wrestle yeah. against him. Yeah, I've seen something that said about if you take out the time he was out injured, he injures someone every two months or something. Yeah. And 
because he ended the Sting's career, didn't he? Yeah, but I'm still not that fast about that. Well, my issue is once Triple H wouldn't put him over, there was never anything going to happen with Sting. So yeah, yeah, it didn't really bother me. I felt like he's basically lost a match um, by being injured. Like he probably had one more match in him, and that's about it. So yeah, yeah, I um, see what you mean. But on the principle of it, he made Sting retire or forced Sting to retire, yeah. and he's just put Finn Balor out for like a long time. Although I'm in between, Balor got to win the title, so he's a first champ. And um, another podcast that I listen to is mentioned. They talk about the fact that like the American football season and ratings and stuff. Right. So the drop now between now and basically the run up to WrestleMania is almost like dead time, and it's the same every year. Like I've noticed it the last couple of years, where the storylines are pretty shit and nothing really happens. This is when you get Sheamus as champion. Oh, because of the ratings against American yeah. football. Yeah. So actually, so is it, it's is a it good time to take five months off is it basically them so I, i've not really thought about it that way then i knew they like vince was like we need to compete against like disney and yeah American they don't and really stuff. compete against the football that much they right, try okay. and match it so if there's like i think if there's like overlaps they'll try and have a main segment on raw in a break in the football and right, then okay. they so the like the peak won't necessarily be the end of an episode It'll be whenever there's a break in the football. Right, I get you. Okay, okay. Um, so they're a bit more aware of that, I think. But so basically, Roman Reigns is going to be the Universal oh, Champion man, for like I the next. Feel six like that's where <laughs> it's going. Um, yeah, I've I watched um, a fair bit of NXT Brooklyn. I've seen all of SummerSlam on a dodgy YouTube channel. Right. Um, I've seen highlights from Raw and SmackDown. So I've got a rough. I haven't seen really anything from Raw and SmackDown because oh, okay. I don't look for the highlights because I just don't. It's not, but yeah, you're not missing much. I have seen some like all of SummerSlam, and I've seen the Miz's promo as well. Yeah. Oh man, SummerSlam so fudging long. It, it was too long. I like. like I think it, I said to you like all the stuff I did while I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's just ridiculous. Because I, I just I thought right. I'm, this is one pod, uh, one podcast. This is one pay per view where I'm going to put my phone on airplane mode. I'm going to close my laptop and I'm just going to watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to be distracted by Twitter. I'm not going to be distracted by this. I'm just going to watch it. And about an hour and a half in, I just was like, airplane mode off, laptop yeah. out. I just can't be bothered anymore. Yeah, I watched. Well, I still watched it, but yeah, I think I watched the I watched the pre show at night, so I watched that live right okay that, even that was two hours i know i was like like the core I people watched... that have sat in that audience for six hours <laughs> i watched it thinking it was going to be like quite a lot of crappy build up and then like maybe one hour of wrestling but it was pretty much two hours of or an hour and a half at least of of matches yeah um and you say about the crowd um like a lot, of, I think Raw's in the same place, so a lot of them probably have tickets for because it was NXT SummerSlam, yeah. then Raw, wasn't it? So they've probably seen NXT. No, NXT was in a different place, wasn't it? No, was it in the same place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was NXT was the night before. So then, then SummerSlam, or two nights before, then they had SummerSlam, then and Raw. Raw. And you're like, oh man, it's just 
Because, like you said, people would have probably bought, bought tickets for all three. Yeah, and done like a package, especially if you're travelling. Yeah, they probably had like a week in New York and put those three oh. things on their nights. It's just, yeah, it's just it's too much. Um, I like I I feel like I'm on that crossover of being like maybe a little bit more than a casual fan, but not a lot more. Yeah, like, I'm probably in much, the same boat as you. Yeah, it's too much for me. And I feel like I should be interested in that I'm sort of following the storylines, but I'm also not watching everything. So I'm quite interested when you bring new stuff up. And I'm like, and I'm getting bored of it. And I think, what's it like for people that actually watch it like all the time and watch all the shows? Surely you can't be watching everything now if you've got like three hours of Raw, two hours of Smackdown, NXT's just... an hour, you're going to have pay-per-views every second week like it's crazy it's just and and all of the shit that they're plugging on the network as well yeah see i don't mind that too much because i feel like um there's good shows on there and you have to push the fact that they have essentially non-wrestling entertainment shows yeah it's the way that they push it i don't really like see Um, the most infuriating thing for me is that if i want to watch a pay-per-view I have to have the network because obviously I don't have to, but, you but know, you if, I, if I, yeah, but if I want to watch it live and yeah, if you want with to watch good, it live. like HD screens, like yeah. all of that. And, and I, I, I like the idea of having the network, but I still can't understand how their biggest selling point, which is still Monday night raw no matter what you think of it, yeah. isn't on the network. Yeah. Like, or SmackDown. It, I think, aren't they on, like, four-week delays or something? Yeah, you can get them a month and a half later. Yeah. Like, I can watch Raw from, what are we now, like, start of August, well, middle of August now, aren't we? No. End of August. So, yeah, third week of August. Yeah. I can watch, like, Raw from the second week of July now. Yeah. But what's the point? Because yeah. I've seen a pay-per-view since then. Yeah. Especially when it's a three-hour show. Yeah, I don't want to sit. Like, why do I want to sit through that? Yeah. See, when I watch the highlights, I feel like I miss out on some of the storyline bits and a couple of the odd bits here and there, but not enough to justify the fact that I probably spend 20, 25, half an hour max watching highlight clips. Right, Okay. Over watching a three-hour show. Yeah. Oh, I just... Everyone has said it. Stone Cold has said it on his podcast and stuff. They just need to cut it down because it's too long. Yeah. They need... A, like, because well, it used to be... If they're dead set on it's going to be three hours for marketing or whatever... Yeah. Make it... like Break it down. Give, give like, the first hour. Like, not strictly, but... Give maybe like the first hour to women's wrestling or to tag team wrestling or yeah, build up something else. Um, have have like a backstage brawl or an argument. Yeah, or, you know, I do so- wonder whether that's where the cruiserweight stuff's going to come in. That yeah, because they're going to have that I think, aren't they, from like next month or something? So yeah, because one if- of the guys in who's still in the cruiserweight classic thing now, uh, Noam Dar. Yeah. He, I've seen him wrestle live a few times oh, okay. in, in Preston because yeah. he used to wrestle or still does up until next month uh, with PCW, which is Preston City Wrestling. Okay. And he's brilliant. 
I, like his mm. character and that is fantastic. His in-ring persona. And now to think that I have seen wrestlers live that have mm. signed with WW like with Raw, yeah, and uh, you know Apollo Cruz, uh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I've seen him in Preston as well, yeah, and he was incredible because he's in a, obviously he's a bigger fish in a smaller pond, yeah. But the talent is there; they've got the wrestling talent because they did like half-hour matches that. I think that it shows that they can wrestle. Yeah, and I think we've said before about the the idea that actually when everyone looks back at like Attitude Era and stuff like that, that the wrestling now is a lot better. It's the just only... that the storytelling's got worse. Oh, so much worse. The only wet, the only place I would say that that doesn't add up in terms of the wrestling is people from the Attitude Era for the style of matches, like tables, ladders and chairs and ladder matches now are, are rubbish, in my mm. opinion. Um, when you compare them to like the likes of Shelton Benjamin and Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. Yeah, I don't... Because obviously that's a different era. Yeah. But in terms of wrestling, I still don't think technically you will ever be able to beat matches that the likes of Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit had or Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho had when they were at their peak. Because obviously, like, Stone Cold and stuff, after his injury, he just became, what am I going to drive down to the ring in this week? And all yeah, of that see, I feel like I really liked his character, but I don't really feel like he was a... He wasn't really a good wrestler. It was just all about the character and the storyline. Yeah, well, which before, is fine. But before his injury, though, he was technically one of the most gifted wrestlers, and that has been said by Jr. Arn Anderson, hmm. like everyone. They said Stone Cold was one of the most gifted wrestling athletes that they ever had, and then he had his couple of injuries, and he just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, but I know what you mean because obviously. The wrestling now that you know, I just wish that they had some bollocks. I wish the writers at WWE just said, "Right, we need to just take the PG off a little bit because it just isn't working for the majority of our fans." Yeah, or but even then it come for me. It comes back to this idea that you're trying to create two brands with SmackDown and Raw, and that's an ideal time to say, right, one of these shows is going to be for, I say adults, one of these is going to be for the people that really want to see more hard-hitting stuff, Well, um, and the other yeah. one's going to be the ones that sort of tailors to kind of the Roman Reigns, John Cena, like, kiddie-friendly sort of yeah. stuff. And and it should be exactly that. Monday Night Raw should be hardcore, die-hard, old school what it was yeah and Smackdown should be the lighter funnier alternative that mm. people don't have to keep on like obsessing over yeah I think when they did all of the draft stuff I mean in your mind you kind of know nothing's ever really going to change but yeah I felt like if um I don't know I guess it it didn't in my head matter but I felt like oh if Shane had um, Raw and they pushed that like you say in that direction where Raw kind of stepped it up because you feel yeah. naturally I don't know maybe it's just like a colour thing of red and blue but I feel like the Smackdown is more of a it's either going to be more of like an indie wrestling sort of show or it's going to be for the kids yeah because back in the day 
SmackDown, when it when they first did the brand split, SmackDown was the one that sort of stepped up the game and was yeah. edgier and more hardcore and and really sort of took it to Raw. And then it has to though, doesn't it? Every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And then you had like the John Cena era, and it just yeah. Raw just became this unstoppable forward motion train that just couldn't couldn't be toppled. Because mm. SmackDown kind of just fell to the wayside completely. Really, well, I think they just ended up falling off of the actual split, didn't they? Yeah, like they just became Raw highlights. Yeah, and you've got. In theory, I think they were still doing a brand split when everyone was just on each other's shows. Yeah. Which just is a bit ridiculous, especially if you're trying to build up that idea that the two brands are separate. And I think they've already done it. Like, they've got NXT. NXT is training for WWE. It is WWE. But they've managed to create their own identity. Like, they have their own kind of arena. They have their own... Um, look to the ring they've got their own titles and now you see Raw and Smackdown and then you see the titles that they've put out now oh, it's the same title that, um, wim- that women's championship that's on Smackdown is a carbon copy yeah it's the same thing it's just white and blue not white and red yeah as is the um, intergalactic title uh, yeah. <laughs> is the same yeah. the Guardians whether... of the Galaxy Championship yeah is the same oh, and that's the worst so looking is the... title I've ever seen right I, I when I look at it I'm like this has been made for one person to pick it up <laughs> and I'm looking forward to that <laughs> but why <laughs> it's just it's the exact same colour I feel as Nakamura's um, oh, okay. jacket right it's it, I feel like it's the exact same colour, and I'm like, I know it's made for Raw, but it just looks like it's going to fit him so well. And and when Seth kicked off and was like, "Oh, Brooklyn, you disappointed me. Like, we're trying to have a match, and you're just booing the colour of the t- like the colour of the belt and stuff." Yeah, surely that's an indication that you can have the greatest technical wrestlers, and Seth, in my opinion, is one of the best at the minute that they've got in terms of what he does in the ring. And obviously Finn, without question, is gifted in the ring. Yeah. You know, you've got two charismatic, dynamic, forefront players of the WWE Universe. Mm. And all of the fans, apart from children and families, are chanting about the the colour and the state of the belt. Because that stuff matters. That stuff's important. That stuff is intrinsic. Like, when you had the WWF championship that was the globe with the eagle Mm. and then they had the world heavyweight championship from WCW come in and that was like a proper classic golden belt of oh that looks really cool but then the WWF championship was blue and it had the gold on it and it was like that's great they look so different they Mm. they mean different things like I wanted certain people to have different ones yeah I think one of the things for me as well is like the change to the Divas belt at WrestleMania was always going to be well received because of a couple of things. Like, you're no longer going to call it Divas, you're going to call it Women's. The fact that you make the Women's belt look the same as the Men's belt is good because it shows yeah. like equality. And it's the same size as yeah, well. Yeah, so it's well received. But I feel like it should be obvious that this belt, maybe they didn't know it was going to get a negative reaction, but 
you're not doing the same thing with this belt. And I feel like for that reason, it should have been displayed before the event yep. to get rid of any of that like criticism or commentary yeah. of the belt, even if just, it was just on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. But or, not, or, or even if it was like tweeted or Facebooked or something yeah, like a week before or whatever. Just something to get it out of the way. Um, or not necessarily get it out of the way if you don't know it's going to be negative, but to build on that. Yeah, to have it either or, you know, yeah. people. It, it just feels like the people at the core of WWE, you know, the like, oh, because Vince obviously is a massive part of it still because his say goes and all that. Mm. They're just so out of touch with where it is. I you just, know? yeah, it just seems a real, a real strange one because it's you're trying to build like for like on both shows and uh, it just all goes against i mean they obviously know what's going wrong because like they recognized that earlier the whole way that they were bringing shane in was to make change and um do all this other stuff and i'm like, and bringing daniel bryan in with him as well as you yeah know, like... but i feel like you've just tried to make two shows that are okay yeah you've definitely favored raw but you've tried to make two shows that are fairly equal. They're both doing the same thing. They've both got the same titles. Where is the, like the separation in the brand? See, I don't think that there should be the same title on each brand. I think there should be one of each title. Yeah. And it's on either raw or SmackDown. And if it's on one of the other, whoever is on the brand that hasn't got the title is working for the next pay-per-view to have their shot at the title so they can bring it to raw. Yeah, see, I was in between. I was like, I like the idea of, I think when they were doing the draft, it shouldn't have been your draft in the championship. You're, you can draft, um, say, like Charlotte at the time. You can draft Charlotte. Um, so Charlotte is on Raw. But if she, but her belt can float. So if she loses to Becky, then the title goes over to Becky on SmackDown. Yeah. So yeah. that's a way to keep all of the belts moving. But again, for me, the issue with that is that you're not creating separation in the brands, which for yeah, me is what needs yeah. to happen. So I get like the women, I feel like are a difficult one. The men should just be separated in terms of what kind of style you're going for. Um, and I don't feel like that's difficult. I think tag teams, if you're going to have on both, one should have tag teams and the other one should have trios. I love watching trios on Lucha Underground. See, trios, I've never seen Lucha Underground. You need to watch it. Um, trios just works. and it, it is. Just send awesome. me a link. Just send me a I'll link. I'll have a look it. and find something. Um, but it works and it is essentially the same thing. But you had trios teams there. You've got New Day. You had Wyatt's. Um, I'm sure there's others. It's not that difficult to build up. You could have had the club. Look at the Shield. Yeah. Look at how how popular Shield were, Um, how successful they were. So you could have had trios there and and worked with that, and then it makes it a different title. Um, The the US and the Intercontinental, I think, a fine split because they are two different titles, even though they do essentially the same thing. Yeah, it's like when they had the European one as well. It was... Yeah, and then for me, I I feel like you, I would have probably gone with, um, if you're going to have two separate titles and completely separate them, then, the, um, then both belts need to be redesigned. So it should have been... 
um, like right on Raw we're going to make our own Raw title and then say Smackdown and say right fine we're going to make our own title um, and go on that route to create separation rather than yeah. one has like one's got a big massive W on it so the other one's got to have a big massive W on it and because it's and it the fact that they're named differently now where it's the Universal Championship yeah, see, that's my... It, maybe it's because I don't watch other shows as much, but, like, TNA have, like, X Division and stuff like that. And right. So, to me, that's not, like, X Division World Champion or whatever they have. It feels like it's a different section or class. Right. okay. Whereas WWE have got this weird thing where you have to grade them all. So, you've got... Europe or you or it was European, wasn't it? There was yeah. European, then there was US, then there's Intercontinental, and then like a uh, what was a heavyweight, but I guess now the world, and then the universe. Um, and I'm like, so it, it's already. I feel like you've tried to grade them. So you're saying the Universal one is better than the world one because the universe is bigger and. Well, we haven't even got onto the placement of the matches, but the placement of the matches, like you've got Ambrose defending what was your main title three weeks ago, midway through a pay per view. Yeah. Um, and then you've that, got. I mean, how you've got the women's title, oh. which you're trying to push as like the second match on a pay per view. I thought that was just terrible. Like how they looked at that and thought it was a good idea. Um, I just don't get... Like, it's beyond belief. The only thing I can think they were thinking is that they had, in theory, I guess, the two main events of um, the Intergalactic title and the Lesnar match at the end. Yeah. So before that, you've got to have a piss break match. So they've gone for the Divas tag. So let's all go to the toilet and chat to everyone during that match before the real stuff starts, which then means your Ambrose match gets bumped back down further um yeah. and then you've got like the big match with cena and styles and it all becomes a bit like oh, i don't know i just i feel like you have to accept like if you go to a gig you have to accept if you're going to go to the toilet or get food or drink or whatever you're going to have to work out you're going to miss something that's going to be really good but the idea is that it builds up through the day into the evening and gradually yeah. gets better and better and better you don't like get to seven o'clock and then drop off for an hour and a half yeah and then try and start again like, to me you should gradually build through the show maybe that's wrong maybe you do need to especially over fucking five hours or whatever <laughs> six um, hours <laughs> you can't be show sure, i guess you have got to have some break in there somewhere but the lineup of the matches just seemed all over the place to me i didn't i couldn't understand why you've got the women's championship match a lot before just a a throwaway women's tag match just to bring nikki back yeah why you've got a flipping why was the u.s title match that didn't happen that was like in theory the second main event because i think that was after it was the second to last match before lesnar so that in so you're in theory that's your biggest title to end the second pay-per-view in terms of the standings of pay-per-views in WWE, because obviously SummerSlam is hailed as the yeah. second to WrestleMania. Yeah. To yeah. end that with two non-matches, essentially. Yeah. It was just, 
because uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the news about Lesnar today where he's been fined. Yeah, I I've I've found that quite interesting because I've all I've seen is um so the WWE fine of 500 quid is a waste of time that doesn't really yeah. mean anything. What's the point? But um so the UFC side, I don't know like the fighting national organization or whatever they are have banned him for like 6 months or something. Um which is fine, so you can't work for UFC. But I'm sure I've seen or heard something a little while ago that said in some American states, wrestling is considered a combat sport. Right. So in in my mind then, in those states, he won't be able to wrestle. Okay, yeah, because it classes because, under yeah. his ban, yeah. Now, I don't know if the same people that gave the ban of the people that I'm now thinking of. Um, but to me, that potentially limits where he can wrestle. I mean, maybe dates, they're just never in the place that are going to yeah, consider that, yeah. so it won't matter. But um, I've not seen that reported anywhere, so maybe it doesn't come into play at all. Mm. Um, but it just it seems really weird. Further on in the article about him today that I read like because i saw about the 500 dollar ban i was like uh, fine i was like what is the point like that's just nothing yeah because i remember in the podcast with austin and mcmahon uh, when austin didn't turn up to monday night raw to lose to brock and put brock over uh, way back when austin got fined a six-figure sum for not turning up mm. and losing to Brock. Now, Vince hates blood and colour and stuff in WWE at the minute. And I can see his standpoint from the kid perspective, yeah. but then the majority of me dislikes that standpoint because that used to be part of why I watched it. It was yeah. like, you know. That um, showed the escalation, didn't it? When yeah, it's a yeah. real feud. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. saw, like, Stone Cold passing out because of Bret Hart's sharpshooter with blood pouring down his face. Like, yeah, I like. Was... I I feel like you need to have it there to be used at certain times. It got to the stage where it was overused, like chair. Oh shots. yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's they've cut it back so much now that they can use it and it can be effective. Yeah, like like when you had hardcore matches where Triple H would run a four by, two by four wrapped in barbed wire over Mick Foley's face and yeah. cut him up like that. You need it, but. Yeah. But some like you know, Edge doing his execution on a chair and making someone bleed. You don't need that. It no, just hurt, it just move, hurts their head. Yeah, you know? The move should be enough on its own. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the fact that Stone Cold got that six figure like fine from just by not turning up to one show. Yeah. And Lesnar gets a five hundred dollar fine for going off script and actually cutting Randy Orton open. See, I feel like there's gaps that have been missed with like brock only works certain dates anyway i don't understand why they don't just give him a two-month suspension right you're just breaking up a bit there mike i couldn't hear you hello still here hang on you've gone again i can't hear a thing hello right i just heard that okay am i back um keep talking um yeah the thing um i didn't get is instead of the fine you could have just given him like a month or two months suspension because he doesn't wrestle all the time anyway 
No. Like, and then it, that would have it, fit in quite nicely with the storyline. Because he'll go off anyway now, won't he, for like months? Well, I, I was making the assumption that he must be coming back for something, otherwise they would have suspended him. Yeah. Um, but then uh, it's the working of the suspensions, like I didn't get... Like, we all knew Eva Marie was suspended for SummerSlam. So why why not have it in, like, when they played her entrance, it should have just said she's been suspended. Like, still play her entrance, because I thought that was quite cool. Play her entrance and then say she's been suspended so she won't be competing and make it into, like, a work. Don't give us some sort of stupid thing that we all know is a lie, because we've all seen it. That she's getting a tan in the British Isles. Yeah, we all know she's been suspended. So make it into a work... Or yeah, like, or just take her out of it completely. Don't have her entrance music there because yeah. you you're choosing to draw attention to the fact she's not there. So make it a decent work rather than a stupid one. Yeah, yeah. Like make it like you said, make it fit in with the fact that she's avoiding wrestling. That the majority of people now who watch wrestling know that it's not kayfabe anymore. Yeah. You know, don't don't play into that. Yeah. Because kayfabe was the be all and end all of the attitude era. Yeah. Like Brian Pillman's got a gun and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what it was, wasn't it? And like Kane setting Jim Ross on fire and yeah. like ramp, like driving the limo under the lorry and like, yeah, it's just the ridiculous, like the being a baddie meant you were, people hated you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, we've moved, I don't know about moved past that, but it's just, viewed in a different way now but then i think we have so many reality shows on tv now that people know that even those people are acting yeah so the fact that what you're doing isn't in brackets real doesn't matter it's the way you tell the story and you can tie it into like the stuff um like the cm punk um, pipe, pipe bomb, bomb. Yeah. like the Miz the other day. You can tie stuff in that makes people question, like, is it a work? Is it real? And you can still do that. You just need to tell a better story. Yeah, just just engage some of that old school scripted, non-scripted promo stuff. Yeah, you know where it's like, I don't know, like Nikki coming back and and in a couple of months, you know talking shit about Eva for fucking up and like failing you know I yeah I fit I do I wonder how much I know they were going to have one anyway but I do wonder how much the fact that you've got Nikki Bella coming back and coming to Smackdown means that Smackdown has to have a title because she's going to have a title yeah um I I desperately want Eva Marie to be champion and for her to not wrestle and just be in like a multi-person championship match. Yeah. Someone hits a finisher and she like just pushes them out the ring or something and she gets a pin. So she's champion without wrestling. Yeah. 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 Like um, an old school heel. Like, yeah. Like the, like, like the Miz. Said, yeah. She's you got, know, like she's got I, all of I the don't heat. wrestle when I'm the champion or whatever. Yeah. But she is like, because everyone, I feel like it's the thing that they're not prepared to do with Roman. Like everyone hates them. So embrace that and make them a really good heel. Um, yeah. And you can do that quite subtly, like if you still want to keep them a little bit face. But um, whereas I feel like they're kind of doing that with Eva when they could have done something so much similar with Roman. 
Roman was a catalyst of whether they were going to go through and, you know, like the attitude of go hard or go home or play yeah. it safe. And they played it safe. Yeah, I think you've got you've got John Cena. You've decided that you're going to keep him face for the whole time. Um, he's not going to do his heel turn and that's fine because yeah. he's going to go on and do other stuff. But I just, oh, I don't know. There's so much wrong with Roman's character for me. Um, he, he's not moved past the shield. No. Um, no. He's still, you know, every time I see him, it reminds me. I know everyone's got their own thing that it reminds me. But he reminds me of when their um, Undertaker, as biker Undertaker, faced, I'm sure it was Brock Lesnar, and there was a whole load of like storyline leading into it that Undertaker had a broken arm and he was going to wear a cast. And there was like Paul Heyman would come out and say, that's cheating, you can't wear the cast because it's a weapon. Right. Like, Roman Reigns goes out every day with a stab vest. <laughs> and like, yeah. so many like wrist protectors. And yeah. Oh, he's, he's like he's got... cheating every match. No one yeah. is like, oh. Do you know what? And again, Obviously, I'm not, like, the most diehard wrestling fan. But much like with video games, I consider myself far more than just a casual spectator. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I love it. It's one of, like, my top five things that I love because of my childhood with it. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's me, you know, engaging that part of my wrestling history or whether it's just visually I thought it was incredible. But when... I think it was at Night of Champions. I think. I can't remember if it was. When Rollins came out with the white bottoms. Um, I can't remember what pay-per-view it was. I think it was Night of Champions. But yeah, when Rollins came out with the white bottoms and changed his style, I thought, oh my God, this is fantastic. This is like heartbreak kid level he is going to just be such a good heel because he was the antithesis of what a heel was. People loved to hate him mm. and he just embraced it. He, you know, he called the fans in the arena like crap and that where they're from was rubbish, which always is brilliant with a heel. He just was the perfect heel. And it's like now he's wearing like someone like within five minutes of seeing him in SummerSlam, I saw a tweet about, Oh, I'm loving Seth Rollins Tron cosplay. And it's just, I just think they missed the trick so many times. WWE. I've, well, it's like the stuff with Randy Orton now, like they're trying to build him as RKO out of nowhere. And like, that was the internet Randy Orton from two years ago. Yeah. It's just, it's like a follow-up to something that we've already gone past. Yeah, we've done it. Like, we, we created it. We had the RKO thing, and now it's up to you, like, WWE, to do something more. You know, like, not almost like rebrand them, but... I think it's just recognition, isn't it? Like, you've got... Um, I think you've got to a stage now where there's so many guys that are coming in from... Um, other promotions and they're now allowing to keep their names and their character and these guys are coming through strong and you're like so who who's in WWE that like we've kept strong yeah um, 
and all of the people you sort of look at are people that really have come through NXT um, and so are people from other places yeah well you just look at Rollins he was NXT yeah you know I, th- I, I really think in terms of original WWE superstars that get a pop whether that's good bad or any otherwise yeah you've got Orton you've got Cena because mm. Cena without doubt gets the biggest reaction still from any superstar yeah. he still gets whether you like him or loathe him he gets the biggest reaction wherever he goes you've got Jericho who uh, still yeah. gets I feel his, like I, I don't know I feel like Roman's almost at the stage where for me he kind of bypasses Cena almost in terms of the negative reaction that he yeah, gets yeah um, and I can't think what I've seen recently, but even Cena started to get... Maybe it was the Cena-Styles match. Cena got a lot of negative reaction, but I feel like it was more because of who he was against. Yeah. Um, yeah, AJ Styles is so popular. Yeah, and he even he's he's kind of working as a heel, but, but not isn't. a dirty heel. Yeah, he's just like a heal because of the byproducts of he's put up against faces yeah whereas i i really like kevin owens i think i love kevin owens um, he's one of he's one of my favorite guys in the roster and i like one of the podcasts i listened to they were like people naturally hate kevin owens because he's fat and ugly and people hate fat and ugly people Yeah, like you look at him and you just think, oh, I wouldn't get on with him. It's like, like he's one of those people that you just think, no, I wouldn't like to talk to him. Like, I, just I just don't feel think like I like him anyway. He's so much more, okay, he's not Apollo Crews, but I feel like he's so much more athletic than you think he's going to be. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? Like where he can flip and roll. And... Yeah, and every time he does the cannonball, <sighs> like you're... It's like he does it all the time in the same way that Ambrose does his stupid lariat thing off of the rope. Oh, but every time that. Kevin Owens does his rolling thunder bomb ball thingy, I'm like, he's throwing himself upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And yeah, so like, I just feel like there's a bit more kind of creativity there with, with the moves that he puts together. Yeah, like you can tell, again, NXT, but you can tell that he's just trying different stuff yeah. and he, and he's still evolving his in-ring ability all of the time. And that's what I think I like about those guys that have come through around the same. You've got like Kevin Owens, um, Seth Rollins. I like Ambrose. He's not really my kind of character. I'm really glad that he's got a run as champion. Um, I just can't stand him. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad he's had his run as champion, but I'm, I'm ready for, um, I'm ready for someone else to take it now, and I'm assuming it's going to be Styles. Yeah. Um, do, do you know what would have been perfect going on to what you said about Eva Marie? Yeah. Were it not for the fact that Roman Reigns physically is so powerful, yeah, he would be a great heel by being a cowardly heel. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, you've got no Miz, excuse because you're so strong. Yeah. Like, if The Miz was just a bit taller, maybe... And had a bit more over as a heel because people just hate him because they're bored of his character now. I oh, see. I <laughs> I have this weird thing with him where I feel like I just I feel like they make crappy movies for him to be in to like build up Marine his character. <laughs> yeah, 
who look, he his character is this like a list movie guy, but he's obviously not going to get those movies. So we're going to make some crappy movies, and he'll be our lead, and then it fits into his story. <laughs> yeah, I I just I think Miz can like, do all the talking he wants though, because Maurice is pretty. <laughs> See, I've only seen her once, and that was at the Miz's promo. Okay. Because I didn't really pay attention to her when it was his IC title match at SummerSlam. Oh, okay. So I only saw her, like, properly for the first time. See, again, just making me think, Paige is out. So what's what's Paige going to do when she comes back? Where's she going to be? What uh, I don't even know what brand she's on. I She is on... She's on Raw because Del Rio's on SmackDown, but they're both suspended. Um, right, okay. Um, Del Rio's suspension runs till his contract runs out, so he could quite possibly not come back. So, so are they both been suspended on this wellness policy? Yeah. What do, does anyone know? What they've done? To, no. Like, but what is this wellness policy? I think from the stuff that I've heard it. Kind of sounds like it's not performance enhancement related, right? So then there's only one other category. <laughs> um, so it's drugs. Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, I mean, you don't know, but that seems to be where it's kind of come from. The fact that they're together um, and they both oh, they are they a couple? Yeah, in real life, they're a couple. What Paige and Del Rio? Yeah, she used to go out with one of the guys from A Day to Remember not so long ago. I didn't even know they'd broken up then. Oh, I don't know what a day to remember is. Uh, sorry, like a pop punk band. Oh, okay. Like, um, I'm going to get crucified for saying pop punk now. They are pop punk, but people like to make them more metal than they are. Um, okay. They're in the vein of like a bit more hardcore than Blink-182. Oh, okay. They, okay. they, like, they, so like, like, they, yeah. they scream over stuff rather than sing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she used to, because he fitted in to her sort of gothic emo-y style like oh okay you know he had a snapback covered in tattoos blah 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 blah. yeah and they used to snapchat about being with each other and instagram and everything so i used to like follow both of them because i like a day to remember and i like pages of wrestlers so i used to like just look at both of them and i didn't even know they split up yeah they're they're together but they both never they're both suspended on the same day, so oh, it well, it's something that they've, they've done, done together. together yeah. yeah. Um. So if he's he's going to let his contract run out, I think, and go and do other stuff. Um. But I don't know what all happened to her. Um. Like, if because, he's leaving, does she then leave soon after with him? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the only reason I'd say that she wouldn't is because she's worked so hard to get to WWE. Yeah. I just, I don't think she would want to leave. It's really hard, because I, like, I feel like she came in and she was essentially part of that um, Divas Revolution start-off. Yeah. And then almost immediately has been dropped away from that. Um yeah. and hasn't been involved in any of that sort of stuff for quite a while. So I don't really know where her character sits. Um I don't know. I feel I brought it up for me again the other day when I they had this stupid trailer for something network related. Total Divas, maybe. Oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know. I think it was meant to be like a 
talking about Divas Revolution program or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, the WWE 24 thing that's and, the, um, the Divas Revolution, yeah. Yeah, and it's got Stephanie McMahon saying, a year yeah. ago today, I introduced... And I'm like, oh, shut up. Like, it's it should be about their achievement. Yeah, it's not... Not the fact that you went out there and just said a couple of lines and basically crapped up what could have been an amazing storyline. Like, it's almost as if she's decided that by her going and saying that you know, this is going to happen now. It's going to happen. Like, yeah. And I think, like she's created these, these fantastic women champions, not just divas. It's like, well, yeah. no, they existed before you said that you've just now decided as a company to change your attitude towards the women's wrestling. Like, I think I feel like firstly, the credit should be on them as wrestlers, not yeah. you for whatever you feel like you've achieved, but also, we're constantly told it's Triple H that leads NXT. So if anyone from a management boardroom thingy is going to take credit for it, it should be him out there taking credit for yeah. it. Not her, just because she's a woman, which I feel like completely goes against what they're trying to say. Like, the whole idea that it's equal. And it's not It's not like she's ever accomplished anything in the ring in terms of a wrestler, is it? You know, like oh, Stephanie McMahon, I think is a two-time women's champion. Yeah, okay, statistically, <laughs> Jesus wept. That's like you could say, oh yeah, Mae Young was fantastic because like yeah, she must she have had was a championship a at one time. <laughs> oh man, oh yeah, I'm sure I've, I'm sure there's some weird stat where I think, I think. Stephanie held the title for a year or no I don't know she held it for a long time I think um maybe not a year maybe that's a bit ridiculous but she they, she definitely had a time when she held it for quite a long time right um bearing in mind she isn't a wrestler no it's, it's not just at all. absolutely ridiculous but um I don't know I think and the thing that we had on we've jumped all over the right place um on smackdown I, I, we need to jump all you can't go for this yeah. in, in a linear fashion um on smackdown they when they were revealing the titles so to me you're revealing your women's title and your smackdown title yeah smackdown your tag team title right um and uh you've got all of your roster out there or if you haven't that's what you've tried to make it look like you've not even filled a ring with both of those divisions you've got like six women and about five tag teams. Yeah. Why do you need titles if that's all you've got? I don't. I didn't like the idea of them all being out there because no. there's not enough of them for that to look good. Have have like the GMs doing it? Yeah, and oh, even that. Like, I feel like the whole idea is that we got away from the GMs and the the authority and all yeah that whereas yeah. now you've got like especially for smackdown i don't know about raw but smackdown's got that talking smack or whatever the program is yeah where uh, they're getting loads of stuff after the, net, the event the network thing isn't it yeah. after smackdown so yeah by all means have daniel bryan on there and do all that stuff on that program because that can be what that program's about it's about talking to the gm and what's going on and blah 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 but don't fill the show with them because again that goes back to the whole you're making it about the guys in suits rather than the, the wrestlers. And that's why yeah. the storylines and the characters are rubbish because you don't focus on the wrestler. Yeah, I agree. I completely, 
I just think it needs like a whole rejiggle. You but know, it, it just that's feels what like the draft should have been. That's what I mean. But it just seems like they're just putting plasters over the cut instead of treating it. Do you know what I mean? They're just mm. they're just putting bandages over the inherent problem that they've got. Yeah. I just, I feel like we're going to end up with. Uh, I mean, Charlotte is a good wrestler, but we're going to have, uh, we're potentially going to have months of Charlotte as a champion, Reigns as a champion, Nikki Bella as a champion. Yeah. How unmotivating is that to watch? Um, and I mean, of all the tag teams, I want. Um, on the SmackDown side, like I want American Alpha on a chase. So, d- does that mean I have to have like Hype Bros, Ascension, or Von Villains as champions? Yeah. Oh God. Um. Or they seem to be telling the story of Heath Slater. That's so just he's, hilarious. I love the Heath Slater stuff, but now they've paired him with Rhino. And for me, that's a step back. Um, I don't like that. I don't. Yeah. He should be paired with someone that is like ridiculously good or ridiculously bad, not someone that sort of fits into that veteran role. Um, yeah, just. I feel like he's going to get to the final. I don't know if he wins and then gets his SmackDown contract or loses and then goes to Raw. Yeah. But I feel like he's going to get to a final. Um, So if he's going to get to a final, does that mean then he... Like, American Alpha have got to be near there. So, like, great if they win it, but I'd rather see them on a proper chase. Um, See... It's it's like now in the fatal four way to decide the new uh, universal champion. Yeah, they've already separated Enzo and Cass. Yeah, I don't get because well, like why are they pushing Cass on his own? Because he's a big dude, and Vince likes big dudes. But it just makes no sense because again, it's another Roman Reigns thing. Yeah, Cass Cass is fantastic on the mic. After he comes on from Enzo. I just, I don't get the thing about, I don't mind so much having tag teams where they compete individually. um, As long as you keep them as a tag team and don't do the stupid thing of like, like New Day, like if they want to just have Kofi or whoever wrestle as a singles person, I don't mind that as long as they all wear the same outfit. So I guess it's slightly different because you're always going to keep it as a New Day. Um, but make it clear, like, you're still a team um, and make some use out of the fact that, okay, there's four guys competing here, but one of them's in a tag team, so does his partner come in and help him in some way? He obviously won't in this because tag team's a face tag team, but, um, like, you've got Jericho and Owens, and I think Owens has gone through and Jericho's out, isn't he, I think? So I want Jericho to come in and help Owens because they're meant to be in a tag team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that Jericho is just a master at working angles. I think he's good. I feel like I'm getting to the stage where I he's getting more time than I want him to have. Yeah, like he's great 
when he has like an evil bit or like a cunning yeah. bit or a comedy bit and then goes away. And I'm not, happy not when it's prolonged. I'm happy for like the two of them having this push, but I feel like Owens should really be in the top three on that show or on any show. Yeah. So he's wasted in a tag team. Um, unless you're going to make him like the tag team and really push them. But I don't see that you're going to do that with Jericho. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Because Jericho, it's not that he's wishy-washy, but he likes having that ability to go, oh, yeah, I'm going on tour with Fozzie for like six months. I'm going to be off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and to jump off on a completely different tangent, um, did you see like the odd little clip where they had um, uh, um, AJ Styles meeting up with um, the club backstage at SummerSlam. Yes. And then uh, you had Finn walk through. Yeah. And it was in my mind, I was like, obviously at that stage, we didn't know Finn was going to be injured, but I was like, if um, Styles wins over Cena and he's obviously automatically then promoted up into the title picture, in a very short period of time, could we have um, the club with Balor as champion, Styles as champion, Gallows and Anderson as champion. And how good would that look that they're holding? Every, like the main title. Yeah, wow. Well, it's not everything now, is it? Now there's so many yeah. budging titles. The but core, like. Yeah, the core you've, got the, you've got the two main titles and a tag team title. Um, and that would look really good. And then I'd be okay with that because of the type of... Um, like the fact that they've come from another promotion, I'd be okay with them crossing promotions and being on SmackDown and Raw and having some kind of crossover because I feel like that's already been built up by the fact that they know each other from a previous promotion. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that would have been really cool. And it fits in with them wanting to have people jumping all over the place. So, yeah, I was kind of excited for that, but obviously that's not going to happen anyone soon. It's crazy. It's just... Oh, there's so many we could like I'm gonna have to go in a minute cause <laughs> I've got dinner on and you've got stuff to do <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, you know like five years have passed now and but um we're probably equivalent to just finishing the pre-show <laughs> yeah 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 this is the le- this is how long the pre-show is guys for SummerSlam if you're yeah. gonna watch it this is <laughs> this is about half of it but you know I think this is I don't know whether it's good or bad, but look how long we've spent talking about just a few things that yeah. are good and bad about WWE right now. Yeah. You know, that's 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 their problem. They've not got enough that's going right mm. for it to not be a distraction. Well, and all the stuff we're talking about that's good stuff is really stuff that could be done. Yeah. It's yeah. not stuff that like, oh, they did that, but then it got rubbish. Like, they haven't even done the bit that... The oh. stuff that's right there in front of them yeah. that they could do that yeah. would make sense. I mean, like when the club came in, they had a great first night and you feel like they're going to build them up. But now they're stuck in the fact that I think they want New Day to keep the titles to beat the previous tag team record. So they're going to hold it for another 100 days or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, but oh, I feel like Gallows and Anderson need the titles now. Yeah. Or they need to move on and start killing some other people yeah um and but now you split the divisions how many tag teams are there for them to really go through 
There's just oh. Oh, and John Stewart. Oh, oh that was oh. awful. What are you doing? I don't understand. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, it was just. Oh, I. Uh, yeah, it was just awful. He. Oh, there was just so many things wrong with that. Why? Why is he there in the first place? I know I'm not American, so I maybe don't get how maybe popular he might be. But he, he's like um, extremely popular. Like Jonathan Ross at the peak of his powers. Oh, okay. Like okay. that's that's the equivalent. So he's quite popular. I, okay. They put him in a decent. I just feel like it was a nothing. It was just a, a filler to make the match. To, to be fair, to, to we did need a filler, didn't we? We needed a bit of filler. There's. <sighs> it's not like there was enough already. <laughs> no, I know. It, it just your mind boggles with the creative at WWE at the minute, and it's, it really does. Um, I feel like I'm jumping all over the place now. I'm trying to rush it all in. <laughs> That's um, right. Like uh, Carmella changing over to being a heel now. And she's on a different show to Enzo and Kaz, but I want them together as a trio's. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, oh, there's just so much they're doing. And it's like, why? Yeah. Like, what do you guys sit in an office and talk about? Like, how do you come up with these decisions? I do feel like I quite like the um, the Naomi rebranding. Again, it's a nothing character, I feel like, but yeah. she's got a cool entrance. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to it's watch. Just, for... It's another... It's different. It makes her stand out. Um, but, but like you've literally just said, it's a nothing character. Yeah. It's different because it's different. You know, it's not like, oh, that's really cool it can go somewhere. It's like, it doesn't oh, yeah, really that. transfer to, she still wrestles the same way she wrestled before. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not it like, it's just an entrance. I just think that there's only one person that can save WWE. And I just think his entrance is glorious. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to the day when, we get like a big pay per view that's headlined by like three or four TNA guys. <laughs> oh god! I just oh. I don't know. I'm hoping um, I'm hoping that they keep Brock strong. Um, yeah, I... and he for me, like, I could be wrong, but the two people that are being kept strong are Lesnar and Nakamura. Nakamura is still not lost a match. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, Samoa Joe just comes straight up, that he doesn't have a rematch because I don't want Joe to lose again. Yeah. Um, so I want him to come straight up. Nakamura, like, um, Bala, I think when he comes up to the main roster, he goes almost straight into, or over the period of a month, towards the main main title um, and he's the one that takes Lesnar at um, I guess a Wrestlemania just because it's going to have to be a big pay-per-view so because I'm forgive my ignorance I don't I've never seen Nakamura wrestle yeah Um, like could he match up to Lesnar physically he's not Body shape wise, because isn't he no. like Finn Balor's size? Yeah, he's he's that sort of size. Um, but he's a lot more combat, so it's a lot of kicks. He doesn't right. okay. wrestle as much. Okay. Um, but just because 
they've taken him all the way through and he's not lost. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one that, at the moment, I feel like, is getting that kind of rub. Um, And someone, like Lesnar's going to lose to someone, and I just hope that they keep him strong. So when he loses, it's worth something to the person that beats him. Do you know, I reckon, based on WWE's decisions over the last five years, it really wouldn't surprise me if somehow they worked it that it's Lesnar and Cena. No... I can see it. I can no, see them. It's already s- been done. No, but I can see them doing it as like a massive Cena's finishing, like last epic glory days. I can see it happening. No. I d- not that I'm saying I want it to. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, I don't feel like. I feel like Cena would be more likely to go into a different sort of a different sort of feud. I don't really see the Lesnar one matching up. I see like more of like, again, in the, like what you can see happening, but you don't want to happen. The reigns would be pushed that way. Oh God. Um, because that would be worse because, oh, it'd be a lot worse because they would match up in terms of like what they'd look like on a poster. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. I but then see... I'm just trying to think of like, how who could match up to Lesnar though? Yeah, but I think you're going to get someone in that like um, the Finn Balor, like the Daniel Bryan sort of mold because they are completely different. Yeah. So it will come from that. I don't think you're going to see someone that's big um, being put over Brock because then it's almost like you're saying, well, they're a better fighter than him, which isn't going to be believable. You need to put someone else in there that has a different style. Just to say, because I can't believe we haven't even brought it up yet. What's your? Because I really have to go in like the next five minutes. Okay. Um, what's your take on all of the rumor mill spinning about Goldberg returning? Um, I feel like it spun so much; it's going to happen. Okay. Um, I, I agree. I I think you're going to see a one match return. Yeah. Um, I feel like the they were obviously expecting him to come in at the end of SummerSlam because there was so many yeah. Goldberg chants. Because he was there in New York for yeah. whatever um, it was. They've pushed it and they've obviously got, in that original trailer that was shown, there's the reflection on the mirror that says Suplex City, so... Yes, it's been set saw, up. Right, right. So that wasn't just me. Oh, I didn't see it. Things. Oh, yeah, I didn't see it, but I've seen an article that points to it. Right, because um, I saw it and I was like, <gasps> yeah, I was like, I'm sure that said Suplex City. I, I like, I had to question myself like straight away. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it in the in the trailer, but I've when you watch or you see an article and it shows you the video and it also, it slows it down at the point. Right. Okay. So I feel like that is the plan, and I can see that they would want to do that because the last time they fought, that was a horrible match. Yep. Um, so I can see that they would want to do that again, given that that was... Oh, I don't know, because we just had whatever the last crappy pay-per-view was, or the one before it, had really good matches on it. Because um, you had the Shield triple threat on whatever the last show was, and that was like a nothing pay-per-view. Um but I, oh, what was it? I can't even remember what it was. Um, oh, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a nothing pay-per-view that got top matches. Um, and I think you're going to see Lesnar 
Goldberg. I mean, it's a WrestleMania match, I guess. It is. It is, isn't it? Um, that's, that's when it's going to happen. My uh, again, for me, Brock has to win that match. So, um, well, the next match that Brock loses is going to be the match that Brock goes. Yeah, I, I feel like once he loses, you might get one more match out of him, and that's probably it. Um, so I feel like he's going to be kept strong. I mean. Uh, You've got to look at um, like the Undertaker streak. Like now he's lost. Um, I kind of don't care. The Just only... to say, the pay per view that you're on about was Battleground. Oh, Battleground. That's it. Yes. I've just found it on the app. Um, the only thing I would have been interested in is a complete flip on that story. So if they'd have gone put Undertaker on a losing streak, get him to lose like three WrestleManias in a row, and then I'd be interested to see if he's going to win mm. whereas I kind of don't care whether he wins or loses now because the streak's not there yeah like Undertaker I, Undertaker should have A retired a few years before he did yes yeah, I he did have a couple because I, I remember reading or hearing he was meant to go at Wrestlemania 28 I think that was against Michaels wasn't yeah, it yeah but I don't know I don't know enough to know he carried on but the person I think he, the person he wanted to lose to was to Brock, like the first time Brock was there. Right. Okay. Um, and I think once Brock came back, like he was the one that he wanted to lose to. Right. Um, which is great. It's fine, and it's a great storyline. But then I kind of don't have the interest in seeing Undertaker. Yeah, like make the Undertaker lose, and that's it. Retire. Don't. Bring yeah. Him back. Or, or like I say, give him three years. So he loses to Lesnar, then he loses to a couple of other people. Even if it's by like a DQ, so he doesn't really lose as such. I don't know because it lessens the Lesnar win if other people beat him. I suppose. And the only reason that that wouldn't have worked is because Undertaker just physically can't do it anymore. Yeah, I don't. To me, That's... he's like he's like Sting. Like it's just I'm not interested in seeing that match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sting. I wasn't really a WCW person so no, I, wasn't I wasn't really interested in the sting character um but i just felt like that wrestlemania match he had to go over triple h um yeah. and uh that just seemed a bit all over the place and apparently nwo came out to help sting but when he was in wcw like they were the two rivalries him. so yeah. that doesn't that didn't make sense and you had it just seems set up for like a WrestleMania moment. It was just so stupid because yeah. we had, um, I can't think how the running order went now, but you had um, Kevin Nash was in the Hall of Fame that year and then he comes out to help out Sting and it was a bit of a weird, um, just the way it was put together was a bit yeah. strange. So yeah. I don't know. Um should we leave it there so you can go and have your dinner? Yes. How late are you having dinner? Well, I I was going to have it at like half eight. Oh, okay. So I've got you right on your food time. <laughs> so, yeah, we... um, uh, An hour and 51 minutes, mm-hmm. I think, is yeah sufficient for now. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am thinking... Um, I've had a bit of an issue with the, the Pokemon podcast. And the only thing okay. I can... I'm still trying to work out what's happening because I've tried uploading it a couple of times and it's not going through. Right, okay. Um, so I'm not sure if... I, I don't know. I need to try and work that one out because I want to do more where there's a couple of us on. Okay. And especially like um, we've spoken before about having 
Um, maybe like a couple of people and doing something weekly would be really cool. Yep. Um, but I want to try and work out what's going on with this other episode. Yeah, um, yeah. Because if it's something to do with the fact the audio is somehow different, which I don't see how it is, um, but it's the only one that won't load. Right. Um, and I know that there's three of us on that, which is different to before. Yep. Um, but I, yeah, I just can't quite work it out. But once I've sorted that, um, it'd be cool to have something... I think like every week and just touch on some stuff. Maybe it's a bit shorter. Maybe we just do like half an hour. Yeah, maybe maybe like a, a, a almost like a pop quiz kind of thing, but yeah. not a quiz. Just you know, like hit the topics of the week or I think something. So. It's going to be very hard to keep it short. <laughs> I just can't do that naturally. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm terrible for that because um, I just talk forever as well. But just see how it goes. I think that'd be quite cool. And yeah, we, definitely. Um, especially like now. Um, like I've had a few people come on and do like the let's chat about you to have something that's a bit different as well. Be good. So yeah, definitely would like that's similar with what I want to start doing with my YouTube now Yeah, is I've had 21 episodes or say 21, 21 videos now of me, 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 me. Yeah. I just want something fresh on the channel now where it's someone else's face and it's not any negativity or t- at all. You know, it's yeah. all positive or and not because that's what I'm trying to get at or fake my life, but I just want something where people can watch and just laugh and enjoy it without thinking, is this going to be talking about mental health or... But I think it also means you can carry on doing, like, because I'm thinking, oh, I can carry on doing my bit or doing one with someone that comes on and chats about themselves, but it just breaks up what you're putting out as well, doesn't it? It makes it yeah, more interesting yeah. for you as well while you're... Yeah, definitely. To... It's, when you're editing and stuff, it's just nice to have something different to edit. Yeah, Definitely. So, but yeah, no, well, obviously we'll keep talking and stuff as we do anyway, but. Yep. And um, I will speak to you later on. Oh, and speak to you later. Oh. Take care, mate. I Snapchat you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's only short. All right, and enjoy your dinner. All right. Cheers, mate. Bye. Speak to you later. That was the end of my conversation with Rich. And thank you very much for listening to what has been quite a long episode. It did cross my mind to, to say, split this into two parts. Um but kind of a combination, I guess, of being lazy. <laughs> and um, also just wanting to leave the conversation naturally as as it was and as it happened um, between myself and Rich. So obviously in that first half talking through uh, our thoughts on Suicide Squad and some of the Marvel DC films, and then leading into what was meant to be the main part or the main point of our conversation, which was around wrestling. Predominantly our views on the current WWE product and, uh, not sure how much it kind of came across, but um, it's very interesting, I think, for us to just be able to talk about um, some of the other things that we are interested in and involved with um, away from the very specific uh, topics to do with mental health and just actually have a nice conversation with somebody else that's a friend and uh, be able to talk through some of those things that we both enjoy so thank you very much for listening in to our conversation hopefully you've enjoyed it maybe you've got some of your own views on the topics that we've discussed and please do get in contact if you're interested in kind of following on with the conversation or getting involved in some future podcast episodes i am in the process of trying to put together a kind of a planned time each week uh where we or i can record um as i say each week and actually have an opportunity for a number of different people to come onto the podcast to potentially talk about 
topics that have been quite key through the last couple of weeks or our own experiences or challenges in that time. So it'd be really interesting to have more people come onto the podcast. So please do get in contact uh, predominantly through Twitter, um, but we're also on Facebook and through the website as well. So please do check those um, those feeds out. Thank you again very much for listening to Mike's Open Journal. And please do remember you're not alone out there.